0: From the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello and welcome to the Hammer Down Racing Report for uh, Thursday. You, know, you don't have volume? I can't help you with that. Oh, you can help him. We're in the middle of a show here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and uh, Ian Palmer joining us in the studio He's a lifelong racer. He's been racing many years, uh, talking about Ian here, at the ripe old age of 14. So we'll be talking to him here in just a moment. Thirteen. 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 He told me 14. Is he lying?
1: How old are you, Ian? Fourteen. All right. When when was your birthday?
2: (laughs) September 12th.
1: All right. So We got him to talk. All right. Well, we're, we're live from uh, the uh, Ron Miller
0: Race Car Studio, and lots to get to tonight. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to talk to Mitch Walker on this uh, electronic logging device mandate that went into effect last month that could affect racers. A lot. In, in getting to and
1: from the track. You know, if we are forced to go into the electronic data logging, uh, boy, that could be a real nightmare.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Also, uh, update on uh, Millstream, a very little update. It's more of a tease than anything. Uh, we'll talk some chili bowl and um, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's about it. That's it. Rambler Race Cars, official sponsor
1: of the Hammerdown Racing Reports. What uh, services uh, are offered at that fine establishment? All kinds of race car facilities. Um, You know, we we do repairs. We can build an entire race car. Uh, We have good connections with engine builders. So virtually anything you need for your race car, whether it's circle track, drag racing, pro street, uh, or or just something cool to drive, uh, we can help you out.
0: And uh, I could be a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: you you could provide an endorsement endorsement
0: yeah yeah i just You're, picked up my car last night and uh we were pretty pleased with it. i was it. pleased with it yeah
1: i have you, no complaints I, I had to go in the house you uh,
0: you didn't wreck it loading out on the trailer did you it was a little slippery and a little dark but uh, we got it we got in there and got our home so i, I was really worried <laughs> no you weren't because then i would have brought it back and you just would have made more money
1: hey ron can you fix my car again <laughs> it slid off the trailer Oh,
0: wouldn't be the first time. All right. So, uh, yeah, lots, uh, lots to cover on tonight's uh, program. If uh, you want to join the conversation, uh, should we open up the phone lines or should we just do? Sure. If you want to call in right there is that number 419-214-0925. Uh, again, we're going to talk to uh, Mitch Walker in about 15 minutes about that uh, ELD, the electronic logging device mandate. As and, well.
1: and whatever else might come our way. Yeah. So,
0: oh, and uh, a couple of teasers for uh, next week. We're going to be talking to Nick Rice, yes, from uh, the American Ethanol series. Is it the Modifieds or Late Models or both? Uh, both. It's both race series. for both. Um, and we will also be talking to uh, Dave from uh, Bearfield about the Grocery Getter Classic coming up. And yelling up at him about and and, and, did, and Bearfield get, Raceway in general. Yeah, getting rid of the dirt track. So yeah. we're not running it. And then two weeks from tonight on the show, we're going to have uh, Webb. What was his name? <laughs> Sorry, Webb, if you're watching. Um, uh, Webb Dillard contacted me. He's going to be going down and uh, taping the Australian Nationals.
1: You know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, a good friend of, of of ours, a longtime listener, is John Deere. And Yeah, what was that about? I saw yeah, what? that
0: Mr. Blake posted something <laughs> yeah, there.
1: John but. was on his way over. um uh, the Blakes have been needing some help, and John wanted to go over and lend a hand and uh, got stuck in Hong Kong.
0: And how did he get stuck there?
1: Um, I guess he went up to the ticket counter and said, when does my plane leave? And he was told, oh, about an hour. And uh, he saw people getting on. He thought, well, those must be first-class passengers. And he continued to sit in his seat and then they closed the gate, and he thought, "Well, that's kind of strange." And saw a plane take off, and found out that that was his. And uh, he's stuck in Hong Kong until three o'clock tomorrow afternoon.
0: Well, it doesn't start till Saturday, does it? Or does it start tomorrow?
1: It uh, starts, starts
0: tomorrow. Oh, well, that could be a problem.
1: Yeah, but yeah. it's
0: a couple weekends, so he can. Uh,
1: right. Well, he'll he'll definitely be there. Someone uh, will come to the Perth Airport in Western Australia, and and pick him up and. John, if if you happen to be listening, because we know you're not doing anything else, um, feel really sorry for you, buddy. I don't know. Is
0: Hong Kong part of China? They're kind of that. Then China kind of blocks all the uh, internet to everybody. So he may not not may not be able to watch us. Uh, We're gonna have the Chinese government after us now. I don't know. We're going international. So let's get to Ian in the studio with us uh, tonight. Uh, Ian, how long have you been racing? I know I said years, but it's not been
2: that. Uh, the f- the last seven weeks. Last seven weeks of the season. Been.
1: Now, before you hopped into that sport compact, did you race any go karts or
2: RC cars?
1: RC cars. That's a, so, that's how
0: you got started in
1: racing. Hand eye coordination. And and your dad's been a big race fan. Uh, has wanted to go racing a long time. Right. Go ahead. You can nod, Kevin. You don't. We we didn't trust you with the microphone, but you can nod. Thank you.
0: Hey, Ian, move your mic
1: that way and scoot over that way a little bit. You're,
0: you're hidden behind this, the the screen and people can't see you. Keep moving that way a little bit more. There, there you go. There you go. Now people will be able to see you on our camera way up there. See what a good-looking guy he is. Yeah. So how'd you get? To, uh, other than uh, RC racing, how'd you get uh, into real car racing? Not well, saying that your RCs aren't real cars, because I got some in my shed that that are the coolest cars ever but
2: i went to the track with my papa one weekend and i saw a car
0: just one weekend
2: yeah the first weekend i went in the pits
0: okay had had you been to the track before or was that like your first time ever at the track
2: uh no i've been before
0: okay so you've been a racing fan yeah
2: all right and then two days later we bought the car
0: all right (laughs) how uh how much convincing uh did it did it take to get that car purchased
2: one text who, to who, him
1: who, <laughs> did, who, it,
0: whose did idea you pay wh- for wh- it did yeah. it come out of your pocketbook
1: really okay he's a hard worker he really is All i right. know that impressive
0: well that's good so you got the car and uh when was this
2: um i'm not even sure
0: whether this past year just yeah.
2: just a little
1: past mid-season
0: okay so middle of the season then. And uh how long was it uh, that you had the car until uh you were in it and racing?
2: Probably three weeks.
0: Do you have any practice uh before you, you got to competition? You go out there on a no. Sunday afternoon or anything? No? You didn't, just jumped in the car and uh you were racing around Oakshade Raceway. Didn't take it out compact. in a
1: cornfield or anything. How'd
0: no. you do how'd you do your first race?
2: I finished last.
1: But you finished, right? That's to finish deep. first, first you have to finish.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, how was it? Do you, do you enjoy it? How's it compared to RC racing?
2: Way faster.
1: Okay. More fun. More fun. Now, are you going to be running that uh, sport compact again in
2: 2018?
1: No.
0: No. You, you've so re- you've retired. Yeah. You're supposed to tell them what, what are you going to be doing in 2018?
2: Running a bomber.
0: All right. Are you excited about that? Yeah. You're very talkative.
1: <laughs> no, he, sometimes, sometimes sometimes he is. Right. Yeah.
0: So are you excited about that? How did that come together?
2: Uh, Three weeks after we bought the Sport Compact, I was looking at bombers and found that car.
0: So in about three more weeks, you're probably going to be in a late model, right? Yeah. All right. It's about your timetable there, I think. <laughs> you gonna probably Ron will uh, sell you a late model I'm sure
1: we've got a couple
0: do you yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so um, how long uh do you plan on uh, racing a bomber you think you're gonna do that for a while or are you gonna just oh my senior do, year to your senior year okay so you got a plan you got this laid out what happens a uh, senior year
2: get a late model
0: skipping the sportsman going straight to the big dogs
1: works for me all right
0: what's uh what's your best finish so far third third okay
1: you know from dead last to uh third in just a couple of weeks that's that's pretty impressive yeah it re- it is. scott what's your best finish i've won oh that's right Jeez. <laughs> first w- was that
0: a couple times yeah. three times maybe Yeah, very good yeah, thank you it was c main but it was still it's a first anyway we're talking to, to ian here ian palmer He's going to be running a bomber. You've, uh, are you going to run any other uh, tracks next year other than uh, Oakshade?
2: Mm, not that we're thinking of.
0: Not that you're thinking of. If uh, And I don't know this, so I'm not saying that Millstream's going to be running stocks or anything, but if they do come up with some uh, classes that uh, would allow a an Oakshade bomber to race there, would you race at Millstream? Yeah. In Finley? Okay. And you did the Monster Mash uh, at Millstream, right? Or at Millstream at uh, Montpelier. Yeah. This past year. Wait, no. The Monster Mash got canceled or postponed. It was It was the, uh, was it the open race?
2: It was the feature, the big race.
0: Was it in October? Yeah. All right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The run what you brung thing. I think that's what it was.
2: Yeah. It was how how like, was
0: that? How'd you like that? Was that the first time you've been to a different track?
2: Yeah, it was rough. It
0: was rough?
1: Well, I think they that had happens. taken a lot of rain that week, so the track did get really choppy. That happens.
2: Someone got stuck in the middle of it.
1: <laughs> it wasn't you, though, right? No. Have you ever been scared?
2: No.
0: Well, in a race car? Never scared at all. Nerves of steel. Uh, even even uh, seeing somebody else uh, about to wreck or something in front of you, that you, know, you didn't tense up at all. You're just smooth as silk.
2: I watch. Well, I saw a compact flip over.
0: And, and how, were you just like, oh, that's cool? i'm gonna keep going man oh look there's the bottom Whoop, <laughs> yeah. oh, there's the top whoops there's the bottom is i watched that,
1: him scott um he really does he Got has natural he has talent? Good, good car control uh good at staying out of trouble and that's important
0: i miss a lot of the, i mean because usually i'm running back and forth from the pit so i don't get to see a lot of the compact stuff so i haven't gotten to see your race too much unfortunately um have you had yes, that sir. Have you had a, a member your most memorable race? What's uh your the was it was it your third place finish? That was your yeah. most memorable. Okay. So what's uh your, what's your goals uh, for uh 2018 in the bomber? I mean, what are you shooting for? What would you be what would you be happy with accomplishing next year?
2: At least one heat heat win.
0: Heat win? See, that's something I have not got. That is I have not gotten a heat win.
1: With the pill draw, heat race wins are are really tough. Yeah. Um Good cars are seeded throughout the, the heat races, and, and you just never know. So, yeah, that's that's a great goal. Okay.
0: And um, what about uh, features? Would mm-hmm. you be happy making an A-Main? Yeah. Would you be happy winning an A-Main? Because at Oakshade, for uh, our those of uh, you in the audience that may not know, they we run uh, an A-Main, a B-Main, a and C-Main usually for the bombers. So everybody runs a feature, and uh, usually the top four – so in the heats go into the in the, in the street race. stocks yeah.
1: bombers um it's everybody gets to run a heat race and a feature and and the track is really good about that so
0: all right but well, we're looking forward to your racing next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that
1: you know one year goal should be to beat scott hammer
0: well i guess we'll be in the same class huh yes have you wrecked no you need to do that. You need to get that out of the way. Have you hit the wall? Yeah. All right. We well, you got that out of the way. I did that my first year a couple of times, and I've learned that that's not a good idea. I
1: remember you almost hit the wall in a late model. Do you? Yes, I do. I don't think. I wasn't even close.
2: Hmm. I caught For- my room where they walk out to get onto the track by the flag stand, and there was just a huge spark.
1: Okay. But the car kept going? Yeah. All right. Did you bend anything?
2: The rim.
0: (laughs) Was it still usable? Did you bend it back?
2: No, we got a new one.
1: Oh, okay. I bend my rims back. What about sponsors? Do you have any sponsors on your race car?
2: Uh, Magic Fountain's supposed to be doing something.
1: Who was your sponsor this year?
2: Just my dad's business.
1: And that yeah, business
0: you, is We need to work on your sponsorship deliveries here.
2: Westfall SEO coding.
1: Okay. Specializing in
2: driveway maintenance.
1: Very good. And parking lots.
0: Give them a call at
2: five one seven
0: six seven three nine four eight zero. Yeah, he did know the number. I was there a seeing if he knew the number. All right. All right. Well appreciate you coming in. Uh stick around and uh if you have anything uh you want to add to our conversation, please do so. Um We're going to give uh, Mitch Walker a call now. He's uh, down in Georgia and we're going to talk some uh, electronic logging device mandate stuff, uh, DOT thing. This was actually passed back in 2012 and I kind of brushed by it because one of the uh, requirements was this applies to trucks uh, that are year uh, 2000 or newer model year, not when they were built. And uh, it, There's some question, I guess, as to the the rule actually went into effect last month in December, just recently, uh, that would require us, you know, racers going out to the tracks uh, to have an electronic logging device, basically like uh, the semi-truck drivers have, you know, to log how many hours you are behind the wheel, because the limit's 14, 10 hours, no, 11 hours, I have it written down here. Uh, during a 14-hour period, and then you have to rest 10 hours before driving again. I think that's how it is. But uh, um, what, what do you got? I'm going to get uh, Mitch on the phone no, because get him apparently on. he he's talked to somebody in the know and has a, a little bit more insight, right, as to whether or not this may
1: or may not affect you. He uh, will he, it affect he, you? Uh, it very well might. I'm I'm concerned about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, keep an eye on the computer too, because one of our longtime listeners, Jeff Robertson. Um, it has a trucking company, and, and he may have some insight into it, too. So. Oh, yeah.
0: I wish this gave me the numbers that I dialed in because i not You sure did I,
1: press one first, correct? I did. I did.
0: All oh, right. Oh, so hopefully we got the right number here, and we'll find out. So, yeah, this could uh, – and it's uh, I'm not sure what the expense is, but uh, that could be kind of a big thing. Is this Mitch? Hello. Oh. Yes, it is. Mitch, this is uh, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller from the Hammerdown Racing Report.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: Pretty good. Thanks for uh, agreeing to come on tonight and uh, talk a little bit about this electronic logging device uh, mandate that uh, just went into effect. Um, it
3: is a nightmare.
0: <laughs> what is is it going to is is this going to affect uh, local racers and their teams getting to and from the track? Uh, what can you tell us about it?
3: Well, it's. It is a new mandate that is brought down by the Department of Transportation. It is a federal mandate. Um, there are some exceptions to the rule in regards to intrastate travel. Uh, those vary from state to state. For example, here in Georgia, if you only travel in-state, you um, You don't have to do an ELD or an electronic logging device. You can just run a paper log for the rest of this year. The way they set this up is it goes by weight, and they go by a total combined weight. If your tow vehicle, which they call a motor unit, and your trailer and your race car all weigh more than 10,000 pounds, you're required to have DOT numbers.
1: Well, that would be almost impossible, Uh, Mitch. uh, An average race car is pushing 3,000 pounds. You know, even a very lightweight trailer is a couple thousand pounds. Um, And
3: then 7,500 for a pickup truck, yep.
1: And and that's not counting tools or a generator. Exactly.
3: Exactly. So and, this is you know pretty I mean,
1: all-encompassing.
3: It is, and if you're, you're not required to have a CDL until you go over 26,000 pounds. Now, if your rig goes over 26,000 pounds, you are going to be required to have a uh, CDL.
1: And that, that would cover most of the guys that are using uh, toters and stacker trailers.
3: Exactly. And for, according to the compliance officer, the the man that I had was Lieutenant Ballant with the uh, Georgia Highway Patrol Motor Carrier Compliance Division. He's their training coordinator. He's the one that trains all the guys that work the scales. And the way he put it to me was when people for the past, number of years, people have been putting registered RV or registered motor home or not for hire on the sides of all these toter homes. And that is not compliant. They All along, they have been out of compliance, but they haven't been pushing it. Well, with the advent of the new ELD systems, they are saying they're going to start pushing it and they're going to start checking it. So, I mean, it's... I, my my thing about the whole thing is is I'm not in favor of it.
0: I don't I think anybody's in favor of
3: highways. I, I I understand making our highways safer, and I agree that once you get up over twenty six thousand pounds, uh, some of these toter homes, I do believe that they need to be a CDL driver. Um, I mean, you, you look at what they're what they're driving. It's not like it's just you know. Joe Blow the Ragman from down the street pulling his race car 40 miles up to the racetrack. These guys are running up and down the highway in a professional manner. And it's, I, I'm okay with the CDLs for the toterhomes. homes, but when they start getting into the little guy, that's the part that's, that, that bothers me.
1: Well, and um, the
3: main reason that I brought this up was to get everybody to reach out to your congressmen, your senators and just light them up and tell them they, they went too far.
0: Definitely.
1: You know, my my rig, I've got a, a crew cab dually. Uh, I've got a 44-foot gooseneck trailer and, you know, generator, race car, and, and all the all the stuff in it. Um, I'm probably 12,000, 13,000 pounds total, Um I w- I would hate to have to go with the EDL and yeah absolutely I I think we need to talk to a lot of people about uh reeling this in a bit
3: I have been um, I have spent all day on the phone reaching out to senators um uh, congressmen here in the state of Georgia and pretty much got a stonewall, I mean I talked to a whole bunch of aides, but nobody wants to. It, it, it just seems like everybody, everybody's pushing it off on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, you know, the DOT did not come out with any public service announcements regarding this. Um, they, they did with the EDLs as far as for the commercial drivers, the big rigs. Um, they let everybody know about that. But as far as the for the little guy, that's running up and down the road, going to racetrack after racetrack, nobody told nobody nothing.
0: Yeah, and it, and, it's, and this just isn't, isn't affecting racers as well. I mean, this is affecting other folks. Uh, I, I read that a lot of the uh, people that tow uh, horses, horse trailers, and go to uh, horse shows, this affects them as well.
3: Oh, yeah, and, and your rodeoers, um, the people that, that ride in rodeos that carry horses, those are considered commerce because they earn money by using those horses, just like a race car.
1: Now, the, and, la- the lady that boards some horses at, uh, at my place, uh, her granddaughter rides, and they, she only gets ribbons. She doesn't ride for money, but, you know, she's again, she's got a, a, a crew cab with a horse trailer and two horses in it. Uh, she'd certainly be over that weight threshold. Uh, I, w- so, I wonder how they're going to be.
0: Could we use the excuse that uh, you know, just because there's money that you win, you're actually losing money because it costs you more money for fuel and getting there and in the race car? Would, would that excuse fly at all?
3: Um, according to according to this officer, no.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> because I told him, I said, well, you know, I said, yeah, I asked him. I said, do you know how you make five million dollars in racing? And he said, "No." I said, "You start with $10 million.
1: That's it, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, I did see there was one ex- exception or, or something that this rule only applied to uh, to, to uh, v- trucks that are model year two thousand or newer. Um,
3: Correct. If you're if you're over the if your vehicle tow vehicle is older than two thousand, uh, you won't have to have an EDL an electronic log device because the computers won't talk to each other.
0: Okay. Would they make you have a paper log or anything then? Or? We'll
3: have to have a paper log. Okay. And what, what's and the, you will have to have DOT numbers.
0: What's uh, What kind of costs are involved in uh, getting the DOT numbers? and? Uh, the... I have
3: been looking into that all day long. <laughs> and that that's another one that I tried getting back in touch with the, the compliance officer that I talked to earlier. And I haven't received an email back from him yet. But it's based on your fleet size. If you only have one vehicle, he said, as he put it to me, the cost is not that prohibitive. He said, now, if you have 35 or 40 trucks, then the cost is going to go up. But for just the regular average, average everyday racer, he said it shouldn't be that much. Well, then I got to looking, and you're, if you have a, a DOT number, you have to have a commercial insurance. And commercial insurance is considerably higher. So while the DOT number itself may not break the bank, I'm thinking that the commercial insurance that you're required to have to get a DOT number will.
1: So it's not just a single-edged sword. They're going to cut us one way or another.
3: Oh, yeah. Swing in both directions, they're going to cut you both ways.
0: Now, and it's up to the, uh, the states or local uh, police to, uh, to enforce uh, this, I'm assuming.
3: Well, to, to a certain point, but you also have your Department of Public Safety, your DOT guys, uh, the ones that man the scales in all states, uh, they're governed by federal mandates. And if you, they see you dodging the scale... They will come after you.
1: Well, and Mitch, and, the, the, one th- the one thing you said was that this is a federal mandate and they can force the states uh, indirectly. Uh, I know they can withhold highway funds if certain laws are not implemented.
3: The, the, way, it w- the way it was explained to me was the, the federal end of it is going to let the states deal with it as long as it stays intra- state as long as you race inside your state they're they're going to let the states take care of it you're still going to be required to have the dot numbers but to what level they enforce it that's going to be up to the states but if you cross state lines and like see for me uh, i'm the announcer at boyd speedway in Ringgold, georgia technically the racetrack is in georgia but the pits are in tennessee Oh, no. The on the state line, and that was—that's a long story, but it's a pretty funny one. But, um, if you if you enter the racetrack from the north side, you're coming in through Tennessee. You have to go from Georgia into Tennessee to enter the racetrack. So technically, you're crossing the state line
0: and, the, and we're, we're, think, we're we're real close to a state line here between Michigan and Ohio and Indiana's not that far so a lot of a lot of drivers around here are crossing state lines a lot as well
1: so, my shop is in Michigan yeah. by by about a mile uh, I'm just off of exit one so most of the tracks that I race at are in Ohio um, so that's well, that's here, going to that's definitely going to make it interstate
3: see here we have um, I have five racetracks within forty-five minutes of me, and that's in Georgia and Tennessee. And you add another thirty, forty minutes to that, you've got three in in Alabama. So it's you know if, if racers around here are going to travel and race, they're they're going to have to pay. And the the thing that bothers me is, and this is one thing that I got into after talking with the compliance officer, I hung up from talking to him, and I'm thinking, man, this is going to really suck. And I got to thinking about it. The ones that it's going to hurt are the guys who have geared up all year long last year to follow some of these small series. Oh, yeah. And these the series that travel around two or three different states. And by, by following these series, they're going to have to increase their expenditure to, to go race with them. And it just, I mean, I would have thought that the DOT would have reached out to at least some of the promoters in the racetracks and said, hey, look, you know, or the sanctioning bodies, if they would have reached out to to Lucas or the World of Outlaws and, and said, hey, look, here's, here's something we're looking at you guys need to pay attention to. And I haven't seen anywhere where they've reached out there's been a lot of articles and magazines that's been written about it. Um, I brought it up on, on my show. You brought it up on your show, but it's, the, the main thing is racers need to make their voices heard. Absolutely. We need to contact our senators, um, our, our congressmen and state representatives, whatever. Anyhow you can get to Washington, DC and get some influence. I think if racers all speak up, you know, and, and racers are some of the best bitchers in the world, <laughs> you don't believe me, just go to the shed, you know? Yeah. Go to the shed after the races and listen to them. But if we can put that same energy into getting our our senators and congressmen to listen to us, uh, I think that's going to be our only avenue out of it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We're definitely going to have to get uh, all racers together and. Horse, everybody that's affected by this and uh, trying. Well, get this you know, changed. I think
3: that, yeah, and, and race tracks need to be paying attention too, because if the guys can't get there, they're not going to be able to race there.
0: Yeah, that's going to hurt their bottom line too. Pam, Pam just joined. Yep,
3: unless they want to build. uh
0: you listening, any
3: next to the racetrack.
0: Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, this is enforced too. So this will be like the first year that it's really. Uh, Going to be impacting us,
3: and, and you know, there's a lot of state, a lot of racetracks around where guys can go from their house to the racetrack and not have to, not have to go by the scales. Yeah, because that that's where you're usually going to run into the concentration of the DOT officers. Well, in this area, we're right on I-75, mm. and since Boyd Speedway is right off of I-75 at the state line, guys from south of here. Are going to have to come north, and there's the there's the scales. So it's either go old school and ride dirty and go around the scales, or <laughs> get compliant and shell out
1: the money. Uh, I just I can't see that happening. I really I can't. I don't Mitch. know. Racers are are they're they're creative.
0: You know, they try there's ways they look at the rules and try and figure out ways around the rules. So I I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean you know it, it, it's it's.
3: It, that's the thing to me um, is racers have always been a creative and an innovative sort, and I think that, you know, if we get everybody on the same page, um, if they maybe they'll come up with some innovative ways to get congressmen off their big backsides and do something <laughs> for a change.
1: Well, we've got a lot of racers, racers listening, and uh, I hope they pay attention.
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, the um, – if anybody's on Facebook, my name is Mitch Walker uh, I have the link to the the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Association link is on my on my Facebook page uh, I'll, I'll find I'll, there.
0: yeah I'll find that and make sure to share it on on the hammer down racing report uh, page here yeah for you. yeah
3: do that I'll, I'll try to get it to you all
0: right appreciate it we appreciate uh, you taking the time and uh, informing some of our listeners on, on this and, and me as well. Great,
3: great! Well, I, always glad to help. And I have a little thing that that I use all over the place. It's, it's hashtag Racers Helping Racers.
1: I like it, Mitch. We appreciate hey, nice. it. Thank you very much.
3: Uh huh. Anytime. All right.
0: Take care. Very, very uh, informative. I guess. Mitch Walker there from Boyd Speedway, Boyd's Speedway down in uh, Georgia, which apparently is right on the Tennessee line. I did not know that. It depends on That's which side of the track you're on, yeah. I guess. <laughs> So uh yeah, it uh I don't know if this story's over
1: with yet, but we'll see. Um it'll be over when uh somebody gets their race car impounded on the way to a racetrack and the message will be made, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well I guess or maybe tracks will just start popping up way far away from the highways. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, some other news Uh, uh got to get to here. We, you talked to uh, Kevin and Sandusky Speedway. I know a lot of people are wondering about that uh, big race that's been rescheduled twice. Scheduled for this Saturday. He
1: is absolutely committed to getting the race in this Saturday. So the hangover um,
0: race will be going on, Sandusky Speedway. Uh, racing starts at 1 o'clock. I forget what time. Gates open Gates at 9. Gates open at 9.
1: And then uh, uh, hot laps uh, 11. at 11. Racing at 1. Um if you have any real concerns, he will keep uh, the Sandusky Speedway Facebook page and Sandusky Speedway uh, website updated.
2: And we'll pass it along, too, if, uh, if absolutely. anything does happen to happen. Absolutely.
1: To so, you know, if if the weather forecasters happen to have been wrong and we wind up with a boatload of snow, uh, just check well, Sandusky.
0: To, from what uh, I've seen and from what Kevin was uh, telling you on the phone, I, I could hear him. He was that loud. Yep. Uh, it sounds like all the snow is supposed to be tomorrow and maybe just a little bit into to tomorrow night. And, yeah, they're supposed to get a little bit more snow over towards Sandusky, but it's January, and it's just... That's it. We're, we're used to that, and you get the race in it.
1: That's it. And they will be plowing the track, so if they do get... Yeah, I don't
0: think... Will you be plowing the track with your late model if, absolutely. Uh, if they didn't?
1: Yeah, so, you know, this, this could be the first time that we've had a snow plow as the pace vehicle, but other than that... It'll be fun. Yes, it will. You
0: don't have to bring your own snow for snowballs, although you probably have to figure out a way to heat up the snow because it's going to be a little chilly, I think, to get it to stick together. Was
1: it, 19, 20 degrees? Something like that, yeah. We're we're above that 15-degree threshold that Kevin said had to be met, so it it should be warm enough, and it's going to snow, and it's going to be fun. All right. Uh, We certainly encourage everybody to come out. John Deere uh, uh there
0: in Hong Kong he actually uh, apparently is listening now he says it's 70 degrees there JD
1: nice <laughs> move buddy you missed your plane
0: and uh Barb made a comment too about uh the interstate stuff he said she said uh, you're just gonna have to move to Ohio
1: really yeah okay there you go I did that I didn't it didn't work out I, I kind of <laughs> like where I'm at
0: other racing uh, going on, the uh, Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals, uh, midget racing, uh, night number three, actually, going on right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, that wraps up on Saturday. Last night, um, this is going on at the uh, River Spirit Expo Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, the 2015 and 2016 Chili Bowl champ uh, was the winner, Rico, Rico Abreu. Uh, Abreu. What Abreu? Abreu. The little guy. Yeah. He, uh, In a little car. Yeah, and that just... i don't. I, it I, seems to fit together quite bit. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's don't just go there. politically incorrect. To, I to feel like I'm tiptoeing on eggshells here with this. Uh, he was a class of field. He won a qualifying night, uh, the A main, uh, with last night. Uh, another qualifying night tonight and tomorrow. And then the big uh, main event is Saturday, I do believe. Uh, a lot of big-name drivers uh, competing out there, including... Uh, Kyle Larson, Casey Kane, Ricky Stenhouse, uh, defending a uh, Chili Bowl champ uh, from last year, Christopher Bell, uh, Just, Justin Allgaier, J.J. Le- Yaley, Chase Briscoe, and uh, some Fremont uh, regulars out there as well, Kelsey Ivey, uh, Chris Andrews, and uh, Dan McCarron. Pretty cool. Yeah, and Tony, I guess Tony Stewart's in charge of track prep, right? I think so. I think that's what I yeah. I saw, so yeah. I almost ran over him. I like telling that story. Yeah. On uh, that's, we'll share that another time. Uh, Mansfield Motor Speedway uh, is uh, now taking driver regist- registration for the Dirt Million. Have you seen that? I have. It's now open, and apparently it's uh, a little complicated. It's a very complicated re- event, and uh, it's so complicated that there that uh, Cody Summer has uh, made a video. He's the promoter of the event uh, to tell you how it works. So you can check that out on uh uh, their uh, Facebook page, the Dirt Million Facebook page, actually. I see. And uh, not at
1: the Mansfield Motor Speedway. No.
0: Okay. They're just search Dirt Million in your uh, Facebook there, and they have their own Facebook page, and Cody's on there with this video. It'll tell Ex- you what to do. Explaining how you yeah. have
1: to sell T-shirts and hats to. Uh, yes, and I think
0: you actually register on DirtMillion.com. So yeah, there you are. are. You are you registered
1: yet? No, I'm not. Will you be? Probably not. I, I think I'm, I think I'm scheduled somewhere else that oh, night. Oh,
0: I got gotcha. you. Um, let's see here. Uh, 2018 rules have been posted uh, for Waynesfield Raceway Park on their website, Uh and I promised a, a Millstream update.
1: Millstream Speedway will.
0: Race in two thousand eighteen. Two
1: thousand eighteen. Which isn't really much of an update Absolutely. because they've already announced
0: the three All Star Circuit Champion dates. But I can tell you, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Can't tell you any details about it, but uh they're they're working to get they're they're working on long term, it's not just short term, so and supposedly we're gonna be real happy. And as soon as they do have everything worked out, we're gonna get Shane Helms and uh uh Greg Rowe here, Chris maybe as well. That's it. Everybody, we're gonna try and get everybody involved. Get all the details out there. I think they're gonna be doing some uh, their own Facebook Live uh, and uh, Twitter uh, stuff as well.
1: We've got five microphones in the studio, and we can light them all up.
0: Did you count them just now? One, two, three. I thought there's six. There's six. You didn't count right.
1: (laughs) Ha. Well, we can stick another person in.
0: Uh, And then finally, the uh, Australian uh, Nationals USA Invasion. Uh, they're not going to have live streaming from uh, what uh, the Motor. guy I was talking to from Dirt
1: on Dirt, from Motorplex.
0: Yeah, for for either weekend, but uh, he is now that uh, Web Dillard. Yeah, he is going to be down there shooting a video for it, and uh, he said he's going to share that with us. So we'll we'll get that on. If our, we can get John
1: Facebook Deere page. on the phone, uh, if he ever makes it to uh, Perth, we might uh, get some updates from him that would be nice too sorry. sorry about your luck john and
0: that 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 that's that big uh, late model deal down there with uh what would you say it's the equivalent uh, here it, in the it's, states it's
1: their world 100 their it really world is it, it's a real big deal uh and it's extra special because they're bringing some uh, american racers in it, it's and it's very well attended late models have 100. you raced in that yes
0: how'd you do we're not going to talk about that?
1: Uh, Scott? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't yeah, trying to put you on it, the spot. No, no. no. In, in 2007, let me preface that. The, the Speedway has a huge uh, Megatron, big screen TV. And uh, as you're going down... John f-
0: says he will update us.
1: Okay. As you're going down the, the front stretch, you can glance up and actually see who you're racing with. I was so far out in front <laughs> that I, I couldn't be caught. Seven laps to go, and we had a mechanical failure that was directly attributed to my crew chief.
0: Of course, it was. Wait, is that you? No. Oh,
1: okay. No, it was actually it was crew chief and car owner. Oh. Wait, that's you? No, no, no. Oh, I, I didn't. someone from Australia. Yes. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. All right, we won't name. And I'm not going to throw Alan Blake under the bus. <laughs> that's
0: nice of you. <laughs> very nice uh so and that's going on this weekend and next weekend correct yes do you, would, do you know any of the American uh drivers are competing this year um, I think you mentioned it before I'm not sure all right so well we'll get a full actually we're going to have uh, uh Webb Dillard uh, has agreed to come on the show in a couple weeks to give us a recap very good so looking forward to that not much NASCAR news other than uh they had originally set a December 31st 2017 deadline for Monster Energy to uh, let them know if they would remain the Cup Series title sponsor in uh, both 2019 and 2020, the deadline had passed, but they've extended the deadline. So they're still not sure yet, but and there's no no real uh, concrete. Uh, Explanation as to what the date new deadline is. Now I wonder if they've got so people waiting sounds, in the waiting
1: in the wings to. Yeah, uh,
0: it, well, you'd think that if they did, they wouldn't extend the deadline. Yeah, so, that's my thought. So it sounds like nascar's having some problems with sponsorship there. I know that's a real pricey deal, and uh, it's not cheap. And they went way down when Monster Energy took it because I can tell anybody. you
1: that sponsoring this uh, studio was about the stretch of the Ron Miller race cars <laughs> yeah. budget and. Uh, I don't think you'll be seeing Ron Miller Race Cars as the title sponsor <sighs> to the Cup Series. That would be pretty cool, though.
0: Yeah, it would. And yeah, it's uh, Fox Sports, Ron Miller Race Cars Cup, NASCAR Cup Series. That's just, that's a mouthful. That's, yeah, that wouldn't work yeah. for me anyways. Uh, but if you're interested in uh, sponsoring the show, make sure to uh, shoot me an email, scotthammer at com, or send us a message on uh, Facebook. we will respond.
1: We, and we're, you don't We're have open
0: to, to th- new opportunities, new
1: things. We'll try new things. You don't have to have us uh, do it. We can come up with some very professional spots for you. And,
0: Pre-recorded. We can do giveaways. We can do uh, sponsorships it. of phones, sponsorships of this microphone right here.
1: We we can come up with ways that you can track the success of your advertising. Absolutely.
0: So that's just about it for this week. Uh, again, we have the Wild Bill Hart Hangover Race is happening Saturday at Sandusky Speedway. Champagne stocks, that's what you'll be in. That's yes. That's the open class. Uh, Moonshide stocks, which are uh, kind of the stock cars, street stocks. I think some modifieds have been in there as well. Yes. Two barrel. The rules are on uh, SanduskySpeedway.com. And then the whiskey stocks, which are the uh, front wheel drives. Uh, you still have your uh, your compact?
2: Yeah.
0: Are you going to bring it out there?
2: No. No.
0: <laughs> well, what about your bomber? Why, why not both? No. Oh, my goodness. Uh, why not?
2: I oh, don't know. I don't want to wreck it.
0: All right. I can't argue yeah. with that logic. So, don't uh, race it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that racing, uh, again, Sandusky Speedway starts at one o'clock. That was originally scheduled for New Year's Day, postponed because it was freezing. And, and then the, the day it was again. postponed to was even colder. So, uh, now, I, I, poor Kevin, I almost feel bad for him. It's like oh Mother gosh. Nature has it out for, for him this year. <laughs> But uh, he's going to get it in, bound to determine And if there is any changes, if uh, things get terrible, or there's probably like, I think really only thing that would maybe cause a possible delay would be if there's like a level three snow emergency
1: where you're not supposed to drive. But uh, that's right. Just or, or, check or, Facebook, or check or their page. Not, yeah. If it's not rain, it all turns to ice yeah. and.
0: But the snow, this weather will make it fun, at least for me to watch and yeah. throw snowballs. Uh, I'm good so with it. You're going to go out and at least watch. Yeah. All right. That's good bringing dad yeah all right <laughs> have you been to a hangover race before no oh you're gonna like it it's fun it is fun all right mid michigan uh, as far as i know they still have their whiteout 100 as well uh on saturday and uh, but they still haven't called us nope so i don't know what's going on up there they're not really good at uh, the whole promoting thing but uh yeah so next week uh we'll be back with uh dave from uh, Bearfield talking about the grocery getter classic and uh, we'll also be talking to Nick Rice uh, from the American Ethanol Series uh, that races uh, modified and late models, mostly in Michigan. They've been to uh,
1: Oakshade a couple times. The the series has really exploded. They, they're doing a very yeah. good job with it.
0: So I'm looking forward to uh, that and hearing what their plans are for 2018. 18. Have they released their schedule, do you know?
1: I don't believe so. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to
0: do some prying there. Yeah. So uh, Yeah. So we'll be back here. Uh, Next week, Facebook Live, right on our Hammerdown Racing Report uh, Facebook page. Also, you can uh, catch rebroadcasts on uh, your iHeartRadio app, free. Download it now on your phone or go to iHeartRadio.com, I believe, and then just search for Hammerdown Racing Report. And we're there. And you can listen to us on demand and do what I do. I got on my phone, I put it on Bluetooth and drive around and listen to it in the car. And if you're in uh, Australia listening, we're a morning show. Or Hong Kong. Are we a morning show there too? I
1: guess uh, it's yes. over same area. Yeah, yeah. yeah there. So,
0: John, we hope you make it to uh, um, uh, Australia.
1: Yeah, we hope we hope we hope that your trip has
0: a happy ending. Uh, well, we got one question here, and Navea Robinson just chimed in. How long uh, do you plan on racing, Ian? I think like a, how long of a career do you plan on
1: having?
2: As long as I can.
1: That's a good answer. Going to equal mine? Fifty-four years and counting. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Give you something to shoot for. <laughs> all right, that's it for uh, this edition of Hammer
0: Down Racing Report. Ian Palmer, thanks for joining us. On behalf of Ron Miller, I'm Scott Hammer. We'll see you next week. We'll be back. We're out.
3: You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Racecar Studio.
1: Listen on demand on iHeartRadio.